Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. What is joy? It's a state that pretty much everyone would like to experience. But if you ask people what joy is, so many of them aren't actually sure. Is joy accessible to everybody? Are there ways that people stop themselves from experiencing it? Today, we're going to be talking about what joy is, how it's different from happiness, how and why we prevent ourselves from experiencing joy, and how we can amp up how much joy we feel. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing how to feel more joy. So Karen, what's your take on the difference between happiness and joy? Yeah. So, you know, this is my take, right? So this is just my perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think joy is something that we talk about a lot and so is happiness, but a lot of people don't really know what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, like during the Christmas season, there's like the word joy a lot. Have you noticed that? Yes, like I have. Joy is like a thing around yeah. Christmas um, time, at least in the Western world. And, but it's a state that a lot of people aspire to, but they don't know what it is, mm -hmm. right? Happiness is too, but we kind of have more of a framework for happiness. So to me, Happiness is more from the mind, okay? It's a lower level vibrating state. So it's like, it's more conditional, okay? So there's usually a reason that you're happy. Like something, you, you achieve something and you're happy. You acquire something and then you're happy. Something happens in your external environment and then you're happy. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's a reactive sort of more mental response mm -hmm. from my perspective. Um, and when I uh, tap into it on frequency level, it's like I said, a more mental sort of framework having to do with expectation, assumption, yeah, oh yeah, expectation, yeah. story, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Joy to me is when you are living in the moment. So when you're, ex not, you don't have to live there for like, that sounds like you have to be there forever and ever, you don't. So it's when you experience a moment in an embodied way without story from your mind. So meaning, it's, a, it's an experience it could be very quiet because it's a spectrum, right? Sure. Yeah. So it could be like you really, really are appreciating these flowers or being in the garden or the sky and you feel this expansion, mm. right? And in that moment, even though it's so quiet, you're not doing anything like what, like particularly amazing, but you feel like, wow, you know, this is like, I feel connection to everything. You know, it starts to go from joy into like wonder and kind of like all spins together, mm -hmm. but it's that feeling where it's there's no mind involved you're not thinking gee if only the sky were a deeper shade of blue then I'd be happier with it right. you know what I mean you're just yeah. in that like rapture with whatever is whatever in, is in the happening moment. Yeah. yeah exactly mm -hmm. and like I said because it's a spectrum it can be like really loud also you know like maybe um we were talking about this earlier before this you're like if you're going down a roller coaster if that's your thing right like whoa yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's sort of like this excitement, joy, thrill in the moment, you know, all that stuff, but there's no thinking. You're just in that experience. Mm -hmm. That to me is joy. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's, they're, they're pretty different. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the, the, the key points are it has to do with the present moment. Yeah. 
unconditional mm-hmm. by anything outside of you. Yeah, and meaning, there's, and yeah. there's a spectrum. To yeah, it. totally a spectrum. Yeah. And the unconditional about anything outside of you is really, as you as we talked about, is like really comes from the mind, right? When you have That's an right. expectation that you have from before, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think I should be happy here when mm-hmm. this happens. Mm-hmm that's very constructed by the mind. And so you get to that point and you achieve that thing and you're like, okay, so you have this moment of happiness, whatever that is for you, and then it kind of passes, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's an external condition. And it's weird, like we can get kind of, um, like it's weird how we can get caught in like obligation of happiness. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Oh yeah. It's like, um, you know, when I graduate, everyone else is happy for me. Or like at a wedding, everyone else is happy for me. I should be happy now. Yes. It's kind of a weird dynamic. We yes, have I'll have to share a personal thing. Yeah. And, and no um, no insult to my mother by any means. She did the best she could, and mm-hmm. I love her. Um, but uh, growing up, you know, she, we all do the best we can with what we have and have mm-hmm. different coping mechanisms. So totally. for my mom, it was always happy. Okay. We always got to be happy, happy, happy. Okay. And so I remember you know, growing up as a kid, well, sometimes I wasn't, you know, but got to be happy, (laughs) got to do it. And, and, you know, thank God, it could have been a worse situation. Like, again, love my mother. But sometimes I remember growing up when I was sick, I was like, oh, thank God, because I got to just be sick and I didn't have to be happy. I was like sick and I was like, oh, I can just rest. (laughs) But yeah, you know, we, we, it seems like we, this society, especially like, you got to be happy yeah. all the time. It's not just my mom and, and yeah. helping us grow. No, it's a, I feel it's like, a societal. Yeah, it's thing a societal too. thing. And yeah. I actually feel it's a very American cultural thing. Oh, sure. Because it's not that way in every country, mm-hmm. as far as I've experienced or what I've noticed in traveling. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's interesting, like this this state of like, um, as you say, very positive viewpoint. Stay positive, you yeah. know, stay positive. You have to be happy because that means something about you. Okay. So joy has nothing to do with any of that. Mm-hmm. You could have been sick actually. Now, it's harder to be joyful when you're sick, but even in the relishing of like your sickness, you know, you can be like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) just like, for example, this is a totally gross example, and I'm sorry if this wigs me out if you're a body body function person who finds this gross, but like, say you have a big head head cold, and then you blow your nose, and there's this huge snot, right? (laughs) You can actually kind of have joyfulness in the yes. huge snot coming out of your nose. Right, there's a relief there. There's a relief You're there. present. Yeah, exactly. And then this like it. hilarious moment of like noticing the snot in your Kleenex, right? It's just, it's not like you're advertising this to the universe or anything. Sure, sure. But it's just kind of like this moment where even in the like yuck of the sick, right? Like I said, it's a spectrum, right? Yeah. What, what In terms of the joy you can access. In that moment, it's a form of joy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're like blissed out when you're in that experience, obviously, but it's a right. form of joy because you're not thinking about it. You're not trying to be anything the way other than you are. You're just in that moment. Mm-hmm. And again, like you talked about, um, the, the experience of joy is embodied. So it's not, you're not thinking, I, I should be some way. Right. You're just experiencing that in your body, meaning um, whether it's the snot coming out of your nose, right? you on the roller coaster, mm-hmm. looking at the starlit sky, mm-hmm. playing with your child, being with your dog, those things can be extraordinarily joyful if we're present in the moment. And that's mm-hmm. why I keep talking about being present in the moment. Like, why do people talk about this all the time? Because it's in that moment where you're centered in the zero point. When you're mm-hmm. centered in the zero, you can start to access the infinite of the internal now. You have to be vibrating high enough in order to do that, but you're right on that threshold. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like where you have this merging in that present moment of you as a human 
and you as consciousness. It's in that moment there is that overlap. Yeah. And that's in part what creates that joyfulness because there's no like human distortion of like thinking and shoulds and expectation and story. It's just in the moment, mm -hmm. right? Which is like, and then you're having, depending on how your, how your frequency resonance is, consciousness experiencing life, mm. right? And when you're in life like that, life loves you back because there's no filter between you and life. You're just experiencing it. So this is, that, that to me is joy. Mm -hmm. You know, and that to me, that's not filtered through the distortion of the mind. It's right. just an experience. Right. That reminds me of like the flow state. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Like all of that drops away and you're completely present, present. and that's a true state of joy. joy. And you could be doing anything like um, there was like a Buddhist um, parable or something um, about like a butcher yeah. cu cutting meat. Yes. And he's so present, like he never even hits the bone, bone or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't eat meat, so that's kind of gross to me. But yeah, yeah. but anyway, the point is he's in his flow state. Whatever yeah. you're doing, doing it doesn't you're matter. cleaning a porta potty. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, and that's the unconditional yeah. part. It's yeah. not not conditional to your environment. environment. Exactly. Yeah, and I think a lot of people. It's funny. I've noticed this in our in my clients is um, sometimes not everybody obviously, but I've noticed a couple people say, "I don't know what joy is," and I thought that was interesting mm. that we need to define joy. Mm -hmm. And to me, if you have to define joy, you're not experiencing it. Because that's the mind. That's the mind. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Joy is you enter that joy state simply by coming into that present moment and being in the flow of the unfolding. Right? So it, look, it's not like most people can be in a joy state for like days on end, you know, right. or like weeks on end. Mm -hmm. And that's why living your brilliance is so important mm -hmm. because when you start to cultivate your brilliant brilliance and you become aware of experience and live from it, we're literally hearing stories of people staying in that state where they're in their brilliance and experiencing the present moment and in joy for days and weeks. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Why is that happening? Because you are cultivating the brilliance within the big S self that we've talked about before. You as consciousness. Again, the present moment is the overlap between you as small S self, as your humanness and your spirit. So you get that expansiveness in the form. That's really amazing. Mm. And that's part of cultivating your brilliance. And that's where you can access joy. Now, do you have to cultivate your brilliance in order to access joy? It helps a hell of a lot. You know, but you can experience joy just by being in the present moment. Mm. You know, if you can come into that moment and really, if your resonance is high enough, if you've cleared enough of your distortion, you can just be in it without expectation. The mind is what pulls the resonance down. Mm. So, like your client, yeah. I don't know what joy is. Yes. I'm. She's identifying with something. Yes, and in, that's mind. Can yeah, you exactly. Talk more about that. Yeah. So for for um, this particular person, she um, experienced trauma in her childhood. Uh, which was quite severe. And for her, her story was around being in that, having experienced that trauma. So everything in her adult life was trying to get away from that trauma, which I understand, right? If you experience that, it's pretty, it's terrible. Yeah. And you're trying to resolve it, right? Yeah. So please know I'm not blaming this person. Yeah. Okay. However, because she had suffered abuse, she spent a lot of time also blaming her abuser, which I understand also. Yeah. Okay. So please know, again, no judgment around it. Mm -hmm. However, my, um, because she was wrapped up in that past experience and it formed so much of her identity, she couldn't live in the present without referencing that past. 
Yes. Makes sense? She was living her present through the filter through of, her past, of her past, of her wounding. Right. It's like she couldn't, it's like she almost felt bad if she was experiencing the present moment without feeling some kind of guilt, shame, memory of that past wounding, mm -hmm. see? So as we release the distortion patterns and she came more and more into the, being able to release those distortion patterns, uh, not just release, not being able to, but just actually releasing the distortion patterns and being able to live in the present moment without that filter is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Then she starts to be able to experience joy without a label. Right. And it's really difficult um, for people who are going through this, especially if there's an abuser. And I think at one point in one of my sessions um, with her, I said to her, do you want to give this other person who abused you that much power over your present moment? They, uh, they did it then, okay? And they had the power then and you were a small child so you didn't have power then. Do you continue to want to give it to them now? Okay, and so again, I am not belittling her experience. However, in that moment she was like, no, I don't. She had done enough to release enough of her distortion and enough of her low self-worth to be like, no, I claim the present moment for me without that person in it. Because mm -hmm. right? she realized in that moment for her that she was allowing that to experience and filter her present moment and was robbing her of her experience of it, mm -hmm. of the happiness, the joy, the higher level emotions because for her, she couldn't get into joy. She had to kind of go into happiness, which is a lower state, where she had to experience it more through her mind. Yeah. And then as she cleared her distortions, it became joy. Make mm. sense? So a lot of people can access happiness more easily. Yeah. You know? And then they can kind of get up to joy eventually. Well, that's a, yeah. this is all such a great reminder, I feel like, for anybody listening to, like, pause and ask themselves, like, what am I identifying with? Mm -hmm. Like, think about what, you know, when people say, hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. Not like the, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? But yeah. when someone actually asks Asked how you it. are, yeah. and what what story do you keep telling? Oh, yeah. I'm stressed out. Oh, you know, doing the same old. Yeah. You know, it's. It, I feel like that's helpful to be like, wait, what am I actually identifying? What's my yeah. story? Yeah. And am I able to access yes. joy? Yeah. Right? And can I just be in the present moment? Like, is it? Yeah. Is it really my answer that I give all the time? Right. Or can I check in right now and how am I right now? Right. And so um, there's. Uh, I have a family member whenever I ask um, them how they are, they'll always say, not bad. Mm. And I think to myself, well, that's interesting. Are you not bad now or do you, but it's always that answer. Right, so then so now it becomes like a, a little conditioning. conditioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's what they keep creating, not bad. Right. And I'm like, well, right now, how are you? But you know, it's interesting, they don't really th think about it. It's mm -hmm. more about what's pre-programmed. So again, it's like, a, we have to be really mindful of our minds. <laughs> yeah, and, and what we're identifying with. with. Yeah, yeah, and our stories and the things we tell ourselves habitually and all that stuff. Yeah. Because all that mental stuff, what does it do? Keeps you out of the present moment. Out of joy. Out of joy. Yeah. Wow, super helpful. Yeah. So I know like some past podcasts, you've given tips on different topics, but I feel like it would relate to this. Like, I guess staying present. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, one thing you say a lot is you could be waiting in line and just ask yourself the question, how can I become yeah. even more aware of my connection only to pure source? Yeah. Because that gets you present and- Higher resonance. Higher resonance, yeah. yeah. So yeah, can you just review just maybe a couple little tips yeah. to help if someone's like spinning in their, their mind minds. or identifying? Yeah. So yeah. usually, 
uh, as you say, it's spinning in your mind. That's the perfect thing. Because yeah. when you're spinning in your mind, you're not present at all. I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, I'm not if no. I'm spinning in my head. No. I, I don't think anybody is. So mm -hmm. if you're up here all the time, it's difficult. And especially when we're um, caught on our devices and all this sort of stuff where oh, we're, yeah. we're then in comparison mode and all that sort uh, of stuff can agitate. And distracted. And it, yeah, yeah, distracted and um, not present in our bodies at all. Mm -hmm. So the uh, my biggest tip would be to GPS, actually. So what that means, for those of you who don't know what that is, is to become aware of three objects in the space around you and to become aware of the distance between each object and you. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it forces your attention back to yourself mm -hmm. and relative distance to things. That helps to put you more into the zero point of space and time, yep. which will bring you more into the present moment. Because again, helpful. the zero point of space and time, for those of you who don't remember, this is episode 151, like uh, the foundation of the reality. So if you don't know what the zero point is, please go ahead and watch that. It's a very mm -hmm. important one. Um, but the zero point of time, the coordinate of time is the present moment of linear time. Okay, so um, when you GPS, you are forcing yourself into the present moment of linear time because you bring your attention to now, right? To you in relation to something else or mm -hmm. the th thing in relation to you. Mm -hmm. And also um, you can do that internally within your body. So for example, if you do, um, you can do spatial referencing within your body to bring you more present. So for example, like the distance between the um, your the right inside of your pelvis, like the, if you take like this part of your body, the rightmost point on the inside of the pelvis mm. to the right to leftmost point on the inside of the pelvis. For example, it's very specific. Yes. And then do the outer edge and the outer edge. You see, it's very small. And then boom, now you're now, here. Yeah. Now you're like focused in your body. Yeah. Okay. Or like maybe the bridge of your nose or the back of your ear, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Right. You're just bringing your attention into your body, which keeps you out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Right. It brings you back into um, the present moment. And if you want to add to that, to become aware of your surroundings. Okay. okay. So that's another thing. Because when we spin up in our heads, we sort of lose our um, ability to become aware of our surroundings, other people. Like you'll see them on their phones. Like they literally are crossing the street. There's a massive amount of traffic and they have no awareness of their surroundings whatsoever. They're just walking across the street. Yeah. So that's an indication that you're not obviously present in the moment. Mm -hmm. You're like distracted by the phone. So part of becoming aware of your surroundings is helpful in terms of grounding you in the present moment. Okay. Which is like the bridge to joy. Yes, exactly. Right? That's if, how you access it. Especially if you're more, spinning out. Yeah, especially that's the, getting there first would be the first step yes. in terms of being even trying to be able to access joy. Yeah. So I just want to note that it's not causational, meaning just because you get into the present moment doesn't mean that you're going to experience joy. Okay, so just for, for clarity, okay, mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting those two things are intertwined. What I'm suggesting is in order to feel joy, you need to be in the present moment first. So depending on who you are, to be able to access the present moment, sometimes some people have to release a lot of distortion to even be able to be present, Right. honestly, because we have a lot of mind stuff we have to release, a mm -hmm. lot of lineage stuff, a lot of emotional stuff. It's hard for us to be present in the body mm -hmm. for some of us. Yeah. So even accessing the present moment can be difficult. Yeah. For some of you, you're able to access the present moment more easily, but then you have distortion in terms of being able to be in there for long enough without the mind chatter and all the distraction, right? And all the different things that can keep you from being in that surrender state without ex having expectation or whatever mm -hmm. show up for you. So if you can, uh, release more of your distortion, then what happens is you notice, at least this is a, what a large number of clients say, is not only are they less triggered, but they're able to be more and more present in the moment without their minds active. Mm. So there's no re 
You know what I mean? I'm not saying you're never going to be thinking, but you have moments where your mind just is qu very quiet. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that it's quiet. You don't need to fill it with something. You mm -hmm. don't have to be doing anything. It's just quiet. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments, as they get longer, that's when you can start to experience that joyfulness mm -hmm. and that spectrum of joy. Right. Yeah. I feel like some people listening might be like, um, you know, a little bitter because it's like, ah, oh, my life's so hard. You know, mm -hmm. going back to that identity thing. Yeah. So that's why I think these tips are important. It's like yeah. if it feels impossible for you to get there, yeah. take the baby steps. Like yes. Clear distortion. Do those tips to just at least just get in the present moment. Yeah. Just start with that. Yeah. Because I know like, you know, I have a two-year-old and she's in her terrible two phase and it's really <laughs> hard sometimes. Yeah. Like I just want to scream. <laughs> but then I notice it's a wave. Yeah. If I can make it through the wave, yeah. then it's literally fine. So yeah. a lot of life can be like that. You know, yeah. just make it through that wave. wave. Yeah, stay present Breathe in it. Breathe and stay present in it. And then yeah. it's gone because yeah. everything changes. Yeah. Everything's always moving. Totally. Right. And with a two-year-old, um, they're actually very interesting to watch because they're in that wave. So they'll be totally, fully, 100% in the moment, full joy, right? Oh, like yeah. Laughing their butts off. Yes. Right? Just And then screaming with anger and just in a temper tantrum, like, but full in it. Full. Full in it. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then crying inconsolable. Right. And then laughing their butts off. You're like, oh, And then can... passed out. And passed out. Yeah, passed out. You're like, oh, well, I can't. Well, that's so much happening right, right? there. Right? So that's another thing. It's like, yeah. can you stay in your center despite what's happening in your environment? Totally. And I feel like that connects with joy yes, too. Totally. Yeah. And the stronger you are by because you're releasing your distortion patterns, the more you're able to not be influenced with what your environment mm. is. And because you just in what you said, you can stay present with her. She's you said it's hard. I mean, it's not easy. It's She's having a meltdown, right? It's hard, so it's yeah. really hard. And and you're a mom, so you're trying to like resolve it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And can you hold your center? Can you hold and at some point, um, and I, I don't know why I'm picking this up for me, but it's like, it's almost kind of funny. Like, because you're holding your scent and you're like watching yourself, watching her. And you're like, it's almost kind of comical. Oh, there you go. Bring <laughs> the humor into it. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. helps lighten it up. Yeah, 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 totally. But it requires that you have enough, like, center to be able to observe that. Right. Like enough strength to not get sucked into her, whatever she's experiencing. Yes, yes. You know? yeah. Great. Yeah. This is really, really helpful. Yeah. I think this is a great topic for anybody, really. Yeah. Totally. So the GFC at the end can help with this. Yeah, yeah, totally. So there is a GFC that will start to help you um, release the distortions that uh, keep you from coming into the present moment to experience that mm -hmm. joyfulness. There is a GFC um, on the website that is for joy if you want to go deeper on that. Okay, great. Yeah. So uh, either way, there are resources for you. Okay. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Thea. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. 
Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for how to have more joy. So to have more joy, you need to be present and centered in your body. What I mean by present is present in the present moment of linear time. Okay. So this group frequency calibration will start to pull you further into that present moment of linear time rather than up in your head where you miss life or you intellectualize emotion. Okay. You wish you had emotions or certain emotions, but they're out in the future and they're not around you or they're in the past. Okay. So in any case, let's get going. So first, becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, become aware of the weight of your body. As it settles into whatever is supporting you, Good. And now please become aware of your back body. So meaning from your crown, all the way down the back of your head, down the back of your neck, your back body, your back of your arms, your butt, back of the legs, back of the heels. Mm-hmm. Good. Noticing what this part of the body is touching. There's quite a large area. So just noticing the different textures of what that back part of the body is touching. If it's at ease or if it's tight in some places. Just noticing the back body. Good. And then when you're ready, becoming aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath at first without changing it. Just noticing your breath as it is right now. And after a couple of breaths of noticing it, allowing your breath to deepen. Mm-hmm. 
to drop even further into the body. To get longer and slower and more full. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. So if you're brand new, noticing the texture of the air on your skin. Noticing if it feels hot or cool or just maybe a little bit warm. If there's movement in the air, even if it's subtle. Noticing if there's humidity in it or not. Just noticing the texture of the air against your skin. And when you're ready, blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light, keeping your gaze soft. So you're not focusing on anything particular, you're just noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time. Good. And now, keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation simply means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you and noticing the distance between each object and you and then feeling that distance. So let's imagine that for object A, it's the TV. And the TV is seven and a half feet to you. So noticing the distance between the TV to you and then feeling that distance and then doing the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space will become more refined, more clear, and more present for you. And whenever you have finished triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, 
and bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of the chest in the navel line. Bringing a hand to this part of the body. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath together, inhaling. Holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever you've completed that five count, releasing the air at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. Noticing the length of count that you have chosen. Noticing if that length of count is different for the inhale than it is for the exhale. Just noticing what you've chosen. And whenever you've completed that one long single breath, keeping your attention in the heart space, breathing normally, what we're waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. So as we're waiting for that to happen, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. That I sometimes work in silence, depending on how high the frequencies are and how fast the mastermind is moving. So there may be times where you don't hear me very much, but I'm still working on you. I also make sound, so you may hear me yawn, hum, or excel sharply. And that's just how I release some of the heavier, stickier distortions. Not always, but often. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you're running. And if I say something that you really resist, it's also likely a distortion pattern that you're running. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced and become coherent, keeping your attention in that heart space, let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance at your very center of your body. And as you become aware of this brilliance, it starts to brighten. and intensify because you have your attention on it. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards in all directions through all of your cells, your organs, out through your bone structure,
out through your muscles and your flesh, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance higher, irrespective of where it began. So this is one of the most important things we do together because how high your frequency resonance is impacts everything from what your reality looks like, how you perceive it, how much momentum you have on spirit level, and how much distortion you can release. Whether you feel anything or not is not important. Good. So bringing your attention now, please, to the very center of your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is from your belly button all the way to the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So finding that midpoint, bringing your hand or finger to this point, becoming aware of the pressure of the hand or the finger against this part of the body. Good. So I'm pulling you into your center view. pulling you into the zero point of space and time, which will help you stay in the present moment. Good. Yeah. Bring your attention now to the entire solar plexus between belly button and base of the sternum.
So we're releasing this next distortion with regards to expectation, story, and assumption with regards to joy and what that looks like for you. Saying focus on this part of the body. Good. And now, imagining sensing, feeling, or becoming aware of that same brilliance from deep within, starting to expand out through this space, all the way out, in all directions around you, getting brighter and brighter. bringing your attention to that sideway process right at the base of the sternum. Again, that sternum being that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So right at the base of that, so if you trace your sternum from your hollow of your throat all the way down the center to the base and then it moves from bone to flesh, that fleshy point. Now this has to do with expectation, okay? And in this dynamic of expectation, you're not in the center of yourself, in the center of your body, in the present moment, you're up in your head because you have a projection of what you think should be. So we're starting to release this first layer of expectation and this dynamic of the mind. Very nice. Yep. 
bring your attention now, please, to that xiphoid process again, and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it, in a straight line down towards the belly button, clearing out the pain body. Because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done, and it makes it much harder to integrate. So if we just release or clear out the pain body and reset it, it can pace with the newer, higher resonating version of you instead of getting in your way. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.